Hello, North-South Connection Podcast listeners. My name is Rocco Martone, and this is your Cronoso Daily Podcast. Today's match is from the big event from 1986 in front of a bunch of Canadian people in Canada, <laughs> appropriately enough. It's a tag team match featuring the not-yet-fabulous Rougeau brothers against the dreamy team of Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Their manager, Washus Johnny Valiant, is not ringside. He is in the announce booth that is a million miles away, <laughs> so far away that you would need Millhouse glasses to see anything happening in the ring without the little monitors. He's uh, joined up there by the great Gorilla Monsoon and the equally great... Ernie Ladd. As the match starts, the Rougeaus are handing off their front flag to someone at ringside, getting their boots and gear checked by the referee. During this long-forgotten ritual of checking for foreign objects, they get attacked by the Dream Team, and we are underway. After this early sneak attack, they fight off the Dream Team and toss them out of the ring. There's a really cool move to start, which I almost thought was going to result in a flash finish, where Ramon throws Valentine into the ropes. When he bounces off, he punches him in the gut, and when Valentine bends over, Jacques does like a sweet sunset flip from the outside, over the ropes, over Valentine, into a sunset flip. Beefcake tried, well, kind of tried, almost as much as Raymond, almost tried to break, stop him to break up the pin, but alas, uh, Valentine kicked out. No three count. We start the match. Everyone's in the ring. A little bit of a melee. So to start off, we got all four guys in the ring. Beefcake is wearing his iconic LJN figure WrestleMania 1 gear. Much like that match, he is battling a dude in nothing but little red underpants, as all three other dudes are wearing nothing but little red pants in this match. You could definitely tell Greg the Hammer Valentine apart from the Rougeaus because he just looks like an Easter Island head with arms and legs attached to it. We have three multi-generation wrestlers here with uh, the Rougeaus famous Canadian family and Greg Valentine's father. I believe that Brutus is the ancestor of uh, gal- intergalactic metal band Guar's legendary guitar player from outer space Beefcake the Mighty, but uh, I might be wrong on that one. After the Rougeaus get some good offense in during the big melee, the bad guys slow everything down. Really cool move happens here where Brutus nails a really cool power slam. It's kind of like he picks him up and just kind of throws his legs out and just straight down. There's no rotation or anything. A very cool move. I like that a lot. And here is where things go awry. As Beefcake goes to make the pin, the referee makes the strangest count I have ever seen in my entire life. The ref does a move where he jumps on his knees to his knees, slams both of his hands on the mat, and then slides them underneath the person being pinned's shoulders. It's almost like a slapping Randy Orton instead of the punches. He does this for the rest of the match. Whoever's being pinned. Uh, the first pinfall here, it, it totally seemed like a three count, but it's because he slaps his hands on the ground, counts the one, and then slaps them down again before he goes to check for the two count. It was very confusing, and it's just outrageous, and it totally fucked up this whole match for me. It's just something I've never seen before. Like, every two counts like a five count. The best way I could describe this is when you're at the beach, and you go to, it's super windy, and you want to get your beach towel on the ground, so you kind of put your knees, you put the towel down, you put your knees on it, and then you grab the towel at both ends and just throw your body forward so the wind doesn't get it. But he's kind of doing that to slide under the shoulders of a guy. I might not be describing it well. It is fucking insane. Eventually, Raymond gets control over Valentine and the Rougeaus using their quickness, and the bad guys are trying to isolate Ray and work on his back. So it's a little back and forth. The ref is so aggravated at one point because Jock is in the ring doing a double team that he completely misses a pinfall here. I don't know if he's supposed to be a heel ref because he's mostly admonishing Jock and Ray, but you'll see later that doesn't come to play. We get some good old-fashioned heel double teaming in the corner from the Dream Team. Valentine does a brutal atomic drop on Jock, which results in 
massive pain for him, and he lets out a wild, banshee-like scream. Beefcake tags in and continues to work over the midsection, crotch, leg area of Jacques here. Ray gets in there, and they have a little babyface move. They go for the double noggin knocker. They're beating the bad guys up in the center of the ring. Jacques beating on the beefer, gets him down as, as they have control. Ray goes to the top, and they do that move where Jacques grabs him by his hands and flips him off the top rope and smashes him down onto the opponent. I grew up watching the Rougeaus, but I do tend to think of this move more as the drive-by, the public enemies finisher, than I do associate it with the Rougeaus or even the Quebecers later, where they do it with PCO, which seems a lot cooler since PCO is a lot bigger dude than Ramon. Of course, it takes the referee about a whole entire minute to try to count the pin, and Valentine comes in and breaks it up. When the Rougeaus are on offense, Johnny V's losing his shit from about a mile and a half away. Eventually, the Dream Team throws both Rougeaus outside. Valentine goes out, and he's beating the shit out of Ray, while the referee is spending an insane amount of time with Beefcake, who had thrown Jock out of the ring, but it's just in the ring. The ref's not even paying attention to the fact that Raymond's getting his shit pushed in outside by Valentine. Valentine is just destroying Ray's lower back. Jock comes over. Of course, the referee loses his shit, screaming at Jacques to get back to his corner, even though Valentine's beating the crab out of Ray outside. Jacques's getting super flummoxed here, saying, like, what the fuck, ref, to beating the shit out of my brother? Let me help out. Usually the bad referees are those old, weird MSG or whatever referees that are, like, a million years old and they just suck. But this guy's kind of young. Valentine and Beefcake really work over Ramon's back against the ring apron. I will say Raymond and Ramon. I don't know, man. It's tough. Jacques is spending the whole time trying to amp up his brother by yelling. He's also yelling at the ref. While this is happening, Valentine and Beefcake, they don't really continue to destroy Ray. They just kind of leave him out there. Oddly enough, this ref who's so into the rules here has barely even acknowledged trying to count out Raymond. I don't think he's even done a one count. Jock is outside. He's trying to get the crowd amped up. He's screaming. He's trying to pump up the crowd, maybe pump up the jams. Of course... Of course, Jacques falls for the old heel taunt move as Beefcake's in this corner fucking with him. So Jacques gets amped up, runs into the ring, ref pays attention to him, and the Dream Team kicked the shit out of his brother a little more. Beefcake shows... Oh, Jesus. Beefcake shows a lot of cool power here, doing a really sweet gorilla press slam into a backbreaker that I really like. The referee is very confused during this whole match. I notice here that the ref looks like a mustachioed version of the revolting blob character from Billy Madison. Jacques is screaming as much as Bill Alfonso generally blows his whistle during a Sabu match in ECW. He's yelling encouragement to his brother and once again pumping up the fans. It's hard to hear the crowd here. They don't seem to be really reacting too much, which is odd since they're Canada, but that just could be the, the big arena, you know? Valentine does this weird pin attempt where he's straddling... Ray, kind of like how Alexa Bliss pinned Randy Orton that one time in that match that everyone lost their shit about, but it reminded me more of the thing where like an older sibling, in my case a sister, would kind of pin you down and then grab both your hands and hold them over your head and taunt you, or maybe do that thing when you drop the spit and then suck it back up, or just, it's a very strange and slightly erotic thing that I'm watching here. It does not get a three count, but it does get me from 12 to 6. Raymond takes a sick inverted drop here, and the Dream Team are really working over the back of Raymond. And I've never really been quite sure if the inverted atomic drop especially, is that supposed to be the back or the dick or the thigh? I, it's never clear, and it's, and it's kind of nebulous how it bounces around from what part of the body it affects. Raymond's kind of attempting a hulk up here as Beefcake's just clobbering him. I often wonder what Beefcake would have been like if he wasn't Hogan's friend. And we know nepotism played a lot in where he got jobs and how he got jobs. But if he had been left to his own devices, I feel like he probably could have gotten over in a much different way, maybe pushed himself and advanced in different ways. Because he definitely has the look and the athleticism and the strength. But what the fuck do I know? 
Valentine gets a nice bear hug on Raymond. Uh, bear hugs always look weird when the guys are kind of the same size, but it's fine because Valentine's such a thick dude, you know? Uh, Raymond fights out, but the hammer just keeps dropping his hammers down on Ray. Back to the referee, there's a couple of points in this match where Valentine and Beefcake go for covers, and they literally just stop. Because it takes so long for the referee to even get to the one count, they just kind of give up, which is so fucking weird. Valentine has Ray in a bear hug again, and as Jacques wants to tag his brother in, he steps on the bottom rope. So he's still holding the tag rope, but he's stepping on the bottom rope. He, he tags Ray, but the referee, he won't have this because Ray was stepping on the bottom rope. So the ref is very into the rules here. Uh, we get another weird pin that just takes forever by the bad guys. Uh, and maybe I'm projecting my own frustration here, but it really looks like Beefcake is getting frustrated. Maybe I'm projecting, but it looks like he's yelling at the ref. And then it looks like he looks at Valentine and is like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Once again, conjecture, I don't know. Ray is punching. He's trying to get away from being double teamed. And as this happens, of course, the ref runs across the ring to him on his jock for putting like half of his body into the ring. They do a good job working over Raymond's back. It's not really interesting or exciting, but, you know, it's efficient. Then finally... Ray's on his back, lying prostrate on the ground, and Valentine takes his arm and does the super-duper wind-up move, like a Raleigh Fingers-esque wind-up to drop the hammer on Ray. And you know if you wind up your arm that much, it's going to fucking kill a guy if it catches him. But he misses. And then he misses a second one. And finally, Ray gets the hot tag to Jacques. Big baby face with three, four drop kicks. One, each guy gets a couple. Big body slam on the hammer. Jacques is clearing house. Another body slam for the beaver. Valentine goes to cut him off, but Jacques ain't having it. Back and forth, they're going. Jacques' baby face hot tag is kind of cut short, but then he ducks a double team and nails a, a close on each guy at the same time. The crowd reacts to this. You could kind of hear him there. Jacques climbs to the Canadian rope and goes for a big flying fist drop or double knees. I can't really tell. Valentine moves, and that sways the momentum away from Jacques for a little bit as the hammer attempts a figure four. As the hammer turns his back while Jacques is on the ground, he puts his foot right in Valentine's ass and boots him away. And Valentine does this great flare flop right onto his face, but his body is completely stiff. It's it's like when a kid belly flops into a pool, or if you've ever seen Anaconda, it's like when Ice Cube tries to jump into the water off the boat. It's so flat. It's great. It doesn't really affect Valentine as he gets up and kind of just goes for the figure four again after a couple uh, leg kicks, and he cinches it in. The Dream Team doesn't really seem to respond or really sell a lot of the offense from the brothers at any point in this match other than the hot tag and some little flurries. It just seems like everything is a bit off in this match. Valentine's got Jacques in the figure four. Ray runs in. He's kicking Valentine in the face. At this point, the referee doesn't pay attention to anything. He's just gesticulating wildly in the ring and can't and is completely lost control. Beefcake comes in and all four guys are in there. Jacques still getting his leg worked over by the hammer. The ref finally pays attention to Beefcake being in the ring and he's admonishing him in the corner for being there illegally. As Valentine goes to put the figure four on Jacques again, Raymond runs over, does this really cool sunset flip thing over the hammer, pulls him off of his brother, and pins Greg the Hammer Valentine. For some reason, the referee here runs right over, doesn't do his weird multiple beat counting, and just counts a straight up one, two, three for the three count. It's the first time he's been paying attention to Beefcake at all being in the ring in the match, and it's the first time he does a normal count. So the good guys win here by some chicanery as the illegal man scores the pinfall. That's the end of the match. The Canadians in the crowd go banana, and the Rougeaus are the winners. I kind of think this sneaky win would have been cooler if Valentine and Beefcake were cheating or, like, cheating-cheating win this match. But they're just kind of doing very minimal, basic heel double-teaming in the, in the corner. And some outside work on Raymond's back. Not the type of cheating that you finally want a cathartic good guy, hometown babyface is going to cheat to win. Like, I've had enough. Fuck these guys. I'm going to cheat and we're going to win. In the booth, Luscious Johnny V is having a hippie freak out here because of this 
Loss, he's not even aware that the illegal guy was in the ring, though. And the big cat, Ernie Ladd, has a great smile on his face as he watches Johnny V freak the fuck out. Johnny V has his headband down over his cans, so when he tries to rip his cans off, he can't. <laughs> and it's great. He's so flummoxed. And we get my favorite moment of commentary here as Johnny's making excuses for his team losing. And then Gorilla mentions that Ray was the illegal man, which Johnny didn't know. They even show a replay of it. And Johnny does a complete 180 in his excuses and says, oh, yeah, well, that's even better. <laughs> like the actual thing that happened, he didn't even see. He's making other excuses. And that's fucking great. So this was not a great match. It was just a tag match on a card with other matches. The crowd was happy to see the hometown boys win, but they didn't even really celebrate in the ring. They just kind of won and bounced out of there. And we're done with this match and on to the next one. So watching this ref really took me out of this match. And even just talking about this match, I'm a little off. This is 100% conjecture, but I feel like the ref really kept these dudes from gelling. And everything just seemed off, once again, to reiterate. All the traditional heat cutoffs and near-fall type stuff that are that we're accustomed to in tag matches just didn't, just didn't take. And you always hear guys like Stone Cold talk about how important the ref is in a match, requesting certain referees for big matches. And in a tag match, especially like the old-school Formula tag match, this seems especially true. You don't want a ref out there taking focus away, dressed like Tina Turner and Mad Max, but the referee has to at least be working with the guys, and this dude seemed to be working against them. It's like when you play music. Just one component can be off, and everything loses its cohesiveness. A broken string or string going out of tune, a drummer playing off time, or just something as simple as like a playback monitor or an amp pointed in the wrong direction so the sound bounces off and reaches your ears on the stage just a millisecond, a fraction of a second late, everything can go wrong and it could alter a song in a way that just kills its power. And the ref was doing all this and more. The whole show itself had a different vibe for me that maybe kept me at arm's length a little bit. It made me think of The Expendables, the movie. Not just because this match was largely that expendable, but because the final scene in The Expendables over the end credits features one of the greatest songs that has ever been played. The boys are back in town by one of my favorites and one of the greatest bands of all time, Thin Lizzy. Thing is, it's a live version of the song, so it's just a shade different. And maybe that goes unnoticed by some people, but I've listened to that song a million times, and I could hear that it's just a little different. You have the singer, bassist, and overall rock god, Phil Lynott. He was known for when he sang live he wasn't known for it but when he sang live he did always throw a pause here sing a line a little different leave some space for the backing vocals to come in and in person that always sounds great because you can tell he's really feeling it but sometimes you want to hear the album version and when you're singing along in your car and me singing along very poorly in my car it could throw you off just that split second difference in how what you think you're going to hear and what you hear happens i'm not saying that's bad that's just different but this ref is bad and this match is average. And I'd much rather talk about a bad match or a great match than an average match any day. And I'd definitely rather talk about Thin Lizzy than this match ever again. If you want to talk to me about Thin Lizzy or anything, you can contact me at Facebook or Instagram at Rocco Martone. You just heard me talk a lot about that referee's hands, but if you want to hear me talk about the movie Idle Hands, you could catch me on the special 420 episode of Jennifer Smith's great show, Have You Heard About Pluto, on this very network. Check out my band, Chained to the Dead, on all streaming platforms. Thank you and goodbye.